0: One yeah.
1: everyone and welcome back to the Music Matters Media Podcast. I am your host, Lisa. And I'm Eric. And today we are going to be taking a trip down memory lane. We are going to be discussing boy bands. Bands that we grew up listening to. That's right. I recently just went to see the Backstreet Boys in Brooklyn at the Barclays Center. And it just took me back to childhood. And I could not let the moment passed by without us discussing it. So that is going to be our episode for today. We're going to take it all the way back to the 90s and childhood and growing up with all these boy bands and how serious it was back then. And let me tell you how serious it still is present day. But before we can get into that, we have our top three international countries of this week coming in at number three for the first time ever in our top three. We have kenya
0: wow kenya that's a nice surprise
1: coming in at number two we have the united kingdom
0: of course strong as always always in our top three
1: to take our number one spot we have canada
0: nice very nice you climbed a rank that's awesome
1: so there you have it you guys that is our top three of this week Number three, welcome Kenya. Number two, United Kingdom. And all the way at number one, stealing our top spot, we have Canada.
0: Always happy to see these guys in our top three and just always happy to have them listen, you know?
1: Of course. And congrats to Kenya once again, because that's truly phenomenal that they made our top three. So welcome to our top three, Kenya.
0: Seriously, we're so happy to have you here.
1: And we are so happy to have all of our listeners from all around the world. Seriously, thank you guys so much for constantly coming back, tuning in, and checking. What we have to say cannot thank you enough. Without you guys, there would not be a Music Matters Media show here. So thank you guys so much and have no fear if you did not make it our top three this week. You can make it next week or any week after that. All you have to do is share this podcast with your friends, with your families, with any loved ones you may have in your life. And we could be shouting you out next. All right, Eric. So let's dive into today's episode Like I said earlier in the intro, I went to go see the Backstreet Boys with my favorite cousin in the entire world. Sorry to the rest of my family. (laughs) (laughs) But it just, it is what it is. And we just had such a good time. We went to the Barclays Center in Brooklyn. And I just wanted to say specifically about this show that number one, it was completely sold out. And number two, I've never seen so many screaming girls slash women in one place in my entire life and wow (laughs) I mean
0: were you expecting anything else I mean come on
1: you know and I was kind of curious about the demographic of this show I knew going into it that it was going to predominantly be women however there were guys there there were guys there but I knew it was predominantly going to be women, but I was curious to see if it was going to be in our age group, because we grew up with the Backstreet Boys, or if they had older fans, younger fans, and there really was a good mix of everything in between. You can tell that people who were around our age that grew up with the Backstreet Boys, they were, you know, the predominant age group for this show, however... It's crazy to think about those same people are now moving on and having families of their own and raising their kids on music that they grew up with so they might be taking their sons or daughters to these types of shows and that's what I saw there. It was a very much a generational thing where parents that grew up with Backstreet are now bringing their little ones to the show so they can enjoy Backstreet as well. There was even... Uh, A couple pregnant people there and there was one pregnant woman on the lower level by the stage area and the Backstreet Boys gave her a shout out. And then they were pretty much like, if you can just make it for the next hour and 45 minutes (laughs) and then you can deliver your Backstreet Baby, that would very much (laughs) be appreciated. So that was really cute.
0: That's actually really It's funny, but it's also very touching.
1: And it's cool to see because the Backstreet Boys themselves, they're not boys anymore. They're men now. Um, Reference to boys to men. (laughs) Another amazing group, which we'll get into plenty of amazing groups a little bit later on. But... um, they're all men now they all have their own families and children and everything it's just so cool from seeing them as teenagers in their early 20s and seeing them now and the fact that they still have that same energy and they still have that same stage presence is very extremely rare and hard to keep up with because you have a certain picture of them when you were growing up seeing them on stage and that you can expect of of a teenager 20 year old old, even, you know, early thirties. Right. But some of these guys are in their very late thirties slash forties. So for them to be able to move and still have the same moves and the same energy and same presence as they did 20 years ago says a lot.
0: And also it it really speaks to their level of dedication to their craft, because unless you really practice doing that all the time, you're not going to get very far because you know doing all of that stuff for years and being on tour for that long dancing and all of that really takes a toll on your body so this really shows their level of dedication and just professionalism
1: some of them are in better shape than friends that i have <laughs> and people <laughs> that i know that are very much capable of doing those things but they're just in terrible physical shape these men really gave it their all on this tour and specifically that night for... Brooklyn show they also gave a shout out saying that that's where they got their first record deal to RCA records was in New York City in New York so New York has a very special place to their heart and it was just you can tell the energy and everything was just such high volume at high capacity everything was just turned up to a different level and they were feeding off of the crowd and the crowd was absolutely feeding off of them it was just one of those things where everybody was just so extremely happy to be there and i love the energy of the show
0: i bet you there wasn't a single person you know staying quiet
1: there was nobody quiet you can even including me i was so happy to be there number one because i never thought that i would be going to a backstreet boys show period when they were at the height of their career back in the day i was still decently young and i didn't go to concerts back then. You know, I had to wait to a certain age to be able to go to concerts and uh, I didn't get a chance to see them when I was younger. So to see them literally now as an adult was really such a treat. You think about the 90s and the Backstreet Boys is one of the top names for that time period in the sense of like mainstream pop culture. So it's crazy because you get to see how far they've come. They've literally been around for 20, Six years so they've been a group as long as I've been alive at this point and that is such a trip the fact that they were able to maintain that relationship with each other not only as bandmates but as brothers and have that brotherhood because that's also a number one reason why things end up being so futile is the fact that There are so many interworkings within the band and there's so many different personalities and everybody's going to have different opinions and everything and input that it's very easy for that to dissolve over time and for them to just go their separate ways and be like, you know, well, we had our time back then and we're just going to leave it at that. But the fact that they were able to maintain that relationship and be so close throughout The 26 years of them being together, there's plenty of boy bands out there. Very few have been able to survive the test of time.
0: That's very true. And if anything, that's one thing that I'm really glad to hear is just how the audience reacted to the show and how they're still... So passionate about the songs that were really popular 26 years ago, you know?
1: Yeah, and they played the classics. They played I Want It That Way, Everybody, As Long As You Love Me, Show Me The Meaning Of Being Lonely, Shape Of My Heart, Quit Playing Games, Larger Than Life, Incomplete. They played all of the classics, so everybody was going wild.
0: Wow, that that must have been quite an experience for for everybody, including you and your cousin, and I'm sure your cousin had a blast.
1: Oh yeah, we both really did. They were supporting their new album that recently came out, DNA, and I know that she was a big fan of that album. That was their most recent effort, and she went out, bought the CD, listened to all the songs. She knows all the songs by heart. That's one thing I gotta give her a shout out for. She basically knew... Pretty much the entire set list, she was singing her heart out and she had such a good time. So I gotta give her a shout out for that. I'm so happy that she was able to have that experience and that I was able to experience that with her. So yeah, like I said, they were supporting their latest album, DNA. What they did, which I really loved about their set list, is they played snippets of new songs and then played the classics in full. So they knew what everybody was going to see them for. You know, they knew that people were showing up to see. hits right so in order to promote their new music they played little snippets in between the classics so that way it was just a little taste of what's going on in the new album and then they would hit them right back with uh all right now we're gonna take it back to 1999 or something like that you know so i thought that was a really nice way of doing it talking about set lists just in general musicians have a very hard time of balancing the new with the old and what to play and especially the longer that you've been in the industry and the more music in your discography in your catalog the harder it is to narrow it down and condense it under a two-hour time frame
0: and especially when you have that many members in one group you know you, every everybody wants to give their opinion as to what the seller should be some people might say you know i really want to play this song and then someone else is like yeah maybe that won't fit and so it's it's never easy to figure out how you're gonna you know lay it out for what on any given night but i do think it's a great idea to just have a little bit of variety as much as you can just so you can you know please yourself if you're the performer but also please the audience
1: a little of everything for everybody that's going and i totally agree with that and part of what i was getting at before is exactly what you said part of the struggle of being in a group in general, whether that be a boy band or whatever kind of group, is the differences between personalities, people, opinions. And it's really hard to kind of just sit down and figure out, okay, what's something that we can all agree on? So that's something I give them the utmost respect for over the years is for them to put their brotherhood over anything else.
0: And that brotherhood that you're talking about is I think it's also part of the reason why they're still around, because, you know, like we were saying, there have been countless boy bands throughout so history coming on and, you know, not all of them have stood the test of time. And that's probably part of the reason why, you know, because you need to have a lot of unity among all the band members and
1: mutual respect.
0: Of course. It, it's not just about, you know, the hits and what makes them popular. It's it's about being on the same page as much as possible. And unfortunately, because not a lot of groups have that, a lot of them either fade into obscurity or they're simply just written off as has-beens. Whereas, you know, groups like the Backstreet Boys, they're still going strong.
1: So speaking of groups like the Backstreet Boys, Perfect Transition, Eric, what are some boy bands that you personally listened to growing up?
0: I can tell you this when, because, you know, I'm only a couple years older than you. So I can tell you that in the 90s, it was always the Backstreet Boys and NSYNC. Turned on the radio, you heard them. You would hear kids talking about them at school. Uh, I don't know if you remember them, but, you know, you'd have the Applebee's commercials with NSYNC. You'd have Burger King commercials with Backstreet Boys, and, you know, they were inescapable. But, you know, it, it's, it's the good kind of inescapable, where, you know, you have, like, that mass appeal. And no, no matter where you see them, you know, you're always you know happy to to hear them or to run across them in, in your day. So I'd have to say those two groups out of any other groups were the ones that I would, you know, constantly hear and see everywhere I turned. It was it was a really fun
1: time. It really was, Eric. You know that growing up there was a friendly rivalry between Backstreet Boys and NSYNC not even between the groups themselves but the fan bases were both very huge and that was one of the first things that got brought up if you knew people that listened to them are you a Backstreet Boys fan are you an NSYNC fan me personally growing up I loved both of them I listened to both their music I was very much invested in both groups and both groups still to this day powerhouses you know both of them will go down in history especially during the time of the 90s early 2000s of being powerhouse groups and legends in their own rights
0: yeah you know the way i saw it i agree like in in the 90s whenever either or would come on tv or i would hear you know their music i would just be like listen you know both of them have talent both of them write great songs you know it doesn't matter which one comes on i'm still gonna enjoy it either way you know
1: Did you have any favorite members from either group?
0: Hmm. Well, I mean, the one that I gravitated towards most in uh, the Backstreet Boys was Nick Carter, probably because of his brother, Aaron. Yes. (laughs) I I knew him. So by default, Nick was the one I gravitated towards.
1: That's also my cousin's favorite. I had to ask her that while we were at the show. I said, who's your favorite member? She said, Nick.
0: (laughs) (laughs) Nice. And as for the Backstreet Boys, I definitely gravitated towards Justin and Lance. How you know? could you not? Yeah, man. <laughs> one, one thing I loved about, um, I don't know if you remember this at all, but I remember there was a really awesome commercial. I think I only ever saw it like once or twice. Uh, I think it was like a say no to drugs or say no to smoking thing. Uh. And basically, you know, th- this guy gets a knock on his door and he opens it and it's in sync. And, you know, Lance is like, hey, we're in sync. We're just going around knocking on doors, telling kids to say no to drugs or something like that. And basically they were like, you know, please pass it along. And so the guy's like, OK, I'll, I'll tell my daughter. And he closes the door and he calls his daughter's name. And she's like, there are some boys here to see you. And she's like, who are they? And he's like, I don't know. Some guys called sync." And all you hear is this girl scream and she <laughs> runs downstairs. She runs outside into the night and she's like, Justin, Lance, where are you? <laughs> and That's yeah,
1: so funny. Yeah.
0: And, you know, it's, it's little things like that, you know, like commercials like that, that, you know, just really made it fun to to listen to them you know
1: they had the best music videos back in the day too oh yeah they
0: they definitely set a style in terms of music videos
1: right they set a standard i mean one of my personal favorites from that era was nsync's uh video when they were the puppets and they were on the strings who who doesn't remember that you know yep so that video is classic. They had the best music videos. They had the dolls. Of course I had the dolls because, <laughs> you know, because my, my sister and I, my sister Caitlin and I, we are very close in age. We're only five years apart. So we went through this together. We were all about Backstreet Boys, in Sync, Spice Girls, Aaron Carter, like the whole nine. So we experienced all that together. And I remember growing up, going into her room. She shared a room with my brother upstairs at the time. And she had posters on the wall of Sync and spice girls and i remember walking into that room and feeling a straight 90s like nostalgia like i can visualize it right now like if it just was yesterday that's how fresh it is in my memory It is something that was so near and dear to both of our hearts. We were completely fanatic with everything. I remember us belting our hearts out to every time a song would come on the radio. And it's just, it feels good to 26 years into it now, go into a Backstreet Boys concert and to have that nostalgia trip and to be able to kind of go back in time and relive that childhood moment. And uh, yeah, it was it was really amazing. It really was. And something that I want to note too, just as a side note, is I know that boy bands get a lot of crap from the general music community about it not being real music and it's just targeted to preteen adolescent girls. But I have to say that the amount of talent that goes into These performances and skill that you have to have. I would love to tell the same critics that talk about boy bands and how they're not real music and whatever to get up on a stage themselves, be able to sing and to be able to dance the choreography because seeing the Backstreet Boys reminded me of how much work goes into their performances, because they're not just getting up on stage and singing, they're also dancing, and they're not just freestyle dancing either, they're all doing choreography in sync, no pun intended, um, for each separate song and each separate song has a different dance and different moves and they all have to match up and you have to keep that in the rhythm of the song and maintain your vocals while dancing and getting hot and sweaty and while doing changes because they did multiple outfit changes as well throughout the entire show so there is a lot of factors for failure in that whole you can imagine that whole mix and they killed it And obviously, they're professionals by now. They're in their element. This is what they do for a living. But don't take that away just because they make it look so easy. Don't take that away from from them and assume that it's all just BS.
0: Exactly. And I think part of that attitude that critics have is just that whole music elitism thing that you and I have spoken about in the past. You know, you have the people who think that unless you play a real instrument, you're not a real musician. And then you have others that are more accepting of boy bands and you know other musicians like that and they're like no you know as long as you're performing on stage that that makes you a musician so you know i think that's what it is that most of the critics are quick to write off boy bands because they have a certain vision of what music is to them but they couldn't be more wrong And also, let's be honest, some people who write boy bands off are just jealous boyfriends.
1: (laughs) (laughs) There you go. I mean, there's a bunch of really good looking guys on that stage, I got to say. And, you know, first and foremost, above the fact that they're really good looking guys is the fact that they have that talent. They could still sing. I'm proud to say to this day, still hit those notes, still not even miss a step. And once again, they're not the youngest of how they were. They're not backstreet boys anymore. They're backstreet men. So, um, Yeah, it's just it's truly such an amazing thing that not only are they still together going strong, creating new music, touring the whole nine yards, but the fact that they still even have the same amount of talent and the same amount of skill that they were bringing in their early lives as teenagers and young adults to now, it's it's a lot and I would just tell critics, well, if you think that you can go and do better, then you get up on stage <laughs> and, and, and you let me know how that goes.
0: Exactly. And I, just one thing I'd like to you know go back to, you know, you talking about your sister's room and how it was covered in posters and all that, that immediately reminds me of all of the merchandise that these groups sold in the 90s
1: yeah we had the t-shirts we had all the cds we had uh the figures the posters stickers i remember her dresser being covered in uh spice girl stickers and it's just oh my god what a time to be alive
0: (laughs) and you had those uh you and i were talking about this the other day those clip kits that they had
1: yes clip hits
0: oh man
1: so okay got okay all right Hold on. Let's reel it in a little bit, Eric, because we're freaking out, but we have to understand that not everybody listening right now has any idea what that means. So can you explain maybe to the younger listeners out there what clip hits were?
0: I'll try my best. I never owned one, but they were everywhere when, you know, we were kids. Basically, it's these little devices that you put, um, like on your belt or in your pocket. And it's like, kind of had of their time they're they're less complete versions of what mp3 players are now yep you li- it's like literally a cartridge with a song in it it's from like a
1: teeny tiny cd looking thing. basically
0: yeah and you put it in this little device and you play it and it starts playing the song it was a really like Primal form of. I had you know. so
1: many of them. I had Aaron Carter, I had Destiny's Child, I had In Sync, of course, Backstreet Boys, Britney Spears.
0: Yeah, that's the thing, right? They would sell so many of these little cartridges that you had to keep on going back for more.
1: Exactly. You would have to collect them, and they came on these little tiny, almost like a keychain looking thing. Yeah, yeah. That you can, like, Key them all up together and carry them around, and you would just have a massive collection of little clip hits.
0: <laughs> and you'd just switch them out. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And I remember this specific product that they had. I believe it was for NSYNC. It was like this really funny telephone trivia kind of game where they it, it was basically a cell phone, and you'd receive a phone call from one of the members of NSYNC, and you basically had to guess which one of them was calling you.
1: Yes, I do remember that. You remember that? I do. Oh,
0: man. I remember seeing that. I'm like, wow, it it is amazing the kind of things that they think up of, you know?
1: It really is. And I remember getting... Backstreet Boys VHS tapes of their tours oh, and man. stuff.
0: VHS tapes.
1: Yep, and I remember going to Burger King and I don't know what was going on but it was like a limited time release and they had like a yellow version, a blue version, a red version of these CD covers of Backstreet Boys hits. And I remember telling my mom, I don't even know if they had all the same songs on each CD, it was just different colors or if it was just different songs. But I remember telling my mom, I need to collect all of these. (laughs) (laughs)
0: i still remember too when they would sing the burger king song yes commercial yep that was
1: it was during that same exact time yeah yeah yeah. that's what they were promoting that
0: was probably like my favorite rendition of that song if i'm being honest it was it was cool the way that it was arranged and everything
1: so growing up, I really loved both. I know that we're strictly talking about boy bands, but some of the, the music that I grew up with was in sync, Backstreet Boys, Spice Girls, Destiny's Child, I Aaron Carter. Yeah. yeah.
0: Oh, man. Yeah. 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 They were everywhere. It's crazy.
1: So I have to ask you, out of all the boy bands in general that you've listened to growing up, do you have a favorite? And if so, what would be your all-time favorite and why?
0: Hmm, that's a tough one. I mean, if we're going to divide this into boys and girls, I would say NSYNC would be my favorite out of the guys and Destiny's Child out of the girls.
1: Yes, I loved, loved Destiny's Child. I was so upset when they broke off and then Beyonce started doing her own thing. I love Beyonce to death. Obviously, she's just immensely talented so it's nothing against her solo career but I love Destiny's Child I would love for them to get back together there's rumors floating out there and I'm just saying if they ever come back for a reunion tour you already know that I'm there
0: and listen speaking of that if that were to happen if either Destiny's Child or NSYNC like did a full-on tour like a small reunion tour whatever oh man I can't even imagine what it would be like because think about it That one time that Destiny's Child played for like a second at Beyonce's Super Bowl performance, everybody went nuts. And the time when the rest of NSYNC joined Justin Timberlake.
1: Yes, that was my favorite one by far. I lost it. That was back in 2013. I can tell you that because I remember it like it was yesterday.
0: Yeah, like I could just see everybody in the audience at that at that Grammys show. That's what it was, right? Like you could see Lady Gaga dancing, you can see Taylor Swift dancing, and even if it was just for a little bit, I mean, everybody was just singing along to it and They it want awesome.
1: it. They want it. It was such a tease. Yes,
0: yeah, so you know for a fact that if that were to happen, everyone is gonna be there for sure.
1: That's so funny that you mentioned that too, because my cousin and I at the show we were discussing the ultimate tour would be if Backstreet Boys and NSYNC can do a reunion tour together. Even if it was just a one-time deal, just a tour with both of those bands playing together, performing all around the world, even if it was just for one last goodbye. Oh my God, I would take that in a heartbeat.
0: for sure. Like, you don't even know like everything that that would cause, you know what I mean? Like, first of all, sales for that tour oh my god they'd be through the roof just
1: from me alone they would be through
0: (laughs) (laughs) oh man yeah i can't even imagine what that would be like but it would it would be really cool and you know that oh my god i think the demand would be so high they'd probably have to sell more tickets than they'd be anticipating i like i obviously saw both Backstreet boys and nsync everywhere but nsync i feel like, was more predominant for me. I feel like I saw them a little bit more than the Backstreet Boys. And I don't know, man, something about Justin and Lance back then, they were just the two that I really gravitated towards. And also, I think this would be a good time to bring it up. I think the reason I also say NSYNC is because I, we were talking about this at the time. I remember my mom randomly bought me this Game Boy cartridge that was an NSYNC video game. And I was like, wow, this is a little random, but all right, I'll, I'll give it a shot. And basically the premise of the game is that you're I guess a roadie for the band and so you have to make sure that everything leading up to their concert goes well so if they ask you to go get them food you have to make sure you get the right order Uh, you have to drive their limo and make sure you get to the venue and stuff like that. And even when it is time to do the show, you get to control everything. You control the lights, you control the music, you control their dance moves. And I was like, wow, this was a lot more fun than I thought. That's so
1: cool. I didn't even know that existed. I would love to play that. I'll play that right now.
0: (laughs) Oh, man. You You bring that
1: over next time.
0: (laughs) You got a Game Boy Color somewhere?
1: (laughs) Matter of fact, (laughs) now that you mention it.
0: So, yeah, that's why I feel like it would be NSYNC for me, just because... You know, they they are that band that was just everywhere for me at that time, among others. But if it comes to boy bands, that's definitely the one that, you know, I was just greeted with the most throughout that time. So who was your favorite boy band and who were your favorite members from that boy band?
1: Okay, so anybody that knows me personally is going to automatically know this answer, but I gotta say out of all of them in sync by far I agree with you on that 110%. Anybody that knows me knows that Justin Timberlake oh man, he is he's my husband. He just doesn't know it yet.
0: <laughs> yes, <laughs> we've spoken about that a lot.
1: <laughs> so, with that being said, from me being a little girl growing up listening to NSYNC to following him throughout his solo career and even being such a diehard fan of him now and everything that he does cuz He's done so much throughout the years. He's just such a genuinely good human being, in my opinion. Such a good husband, good father. Just, oh, man. And uh, you can tell I'm gushing. I'm gushing right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I can definitely tell.
1: But I love Justin Timberlake to death. So, by default, in sync growing up, that was my first introduction to him and obviously the rest of the band. My favorite members of that band was of course JT but also JC so JC I mean he was great Um, and he was a close second he was a close second to Justin. Not quite Justin, but, you know. <laughs> and it's funny that you mentioned that your favorite members were Justin and Lance because those were my sister Caitlin's favorite members going <laughs> up. That's so funny. So we both agreed on Justin. We were fighting over Justin, but, you know, she had Lance and I had JC, so.
0: Funny thing about, like, bad numbers in the Game Boy game that I told you about, you can pick which member you want to play as, and every time I would be like, what do
1: I do? <laughs>
0: <laughs> which one do I pick, you know?
1: It's hard. It's hard to pick. And then for the back. Boys, because they're just as up there as well. AJ was always my favorite member of the Backstreet Boys.
0: And just a couple more things I like to mention. One reason I also really like Lance, you know, aside from because you know I just thought that he just had such a presence, is uh, I remember I found out that in the 2000 video game Kingdom Hearts, he actually voiced a character, which is really cool. Um, it wasn't anything like formal. Like he didn't have any actual dialogue, but you know, during fight scenes, like you could hear that it was him. Um, there's a video game called Final Fantasy VII. He, the main antagonist from that game, Sephiroth, has a cameo in the Kingdom Hearts video game. And I found out that Lance actually did the voice for him.
1: Get out of here. Yeah. Wow. he,
0: He didn't stay as the definitive voice actor for that character. But for that video game, it was like a nice little Easter egg. And I was like,
1: wow, that is so cool. That's such a fun fact.
0: Yeah, I know. And another reason why I love NSYNC so much is because, I don't know if you knew this, but... We're both huge fans of the 1999 Tarzan Disney film.
1: Absolutely. One of my favorite Disney films of all time.
0: Yes. And I love that Phil Collins and NSYNC got together to do a remix of the song Trash in the Camp. And when I found out about that, I couldn't stop hearing that song. Like I would play it all the time. It was just such a fun part of my childhood, you know?
1: I also love the NSYNC Christmas songs. Going to throw that out there. Every time the holidays roll around, that's what I'm blasting.
0: Oh, yeah. And if you guys really want to get emotional, listen to NSYNC's cover of When You Wish Upon a Star.
1: Oof, you hit me with that recently, and that hit yeah, home. Yeah, <laughs> just
0: pure cappella, just a beautiful rendition.
1: All right, Eric, so to round this episode out... I figured we would play a quick, fun little game. I found a list of the most popular 90s slash 2000s boy bands, and I'm just going to run them past you, and I just want your thoughts on them in general. If you remember them, if you don't, if you do remember them, what you remember about them. And, yeah, it's just going to be a fun, quick little game. All
0: right. Sounds good.
1: And just to preface this before we play, I just want to say I remember all of these boy bands because I listened to all of them at one point or another. I mean, Backstreet Boys and instinct they were just my diehard favorites, but that doesn't mean that I didn't listen to others, too. And they have a lot of uh, good hit songs on here from different ones. But, Eric, I'm going to run it past you and see what your initial thoughts are and if you go down memory lane hearing some of these names, okay?
0: All right, let's do it.
1: All right, first one up LMNT. Oh, yeah,
0: I remember them. I first heard them on, uh, what was it Radio Disney? I remember their song. Hey, Juliet.
1: Oh, you love that I love I'm that so song. glad that you remember them. I because love that song. That was going to hurt me so bad if you didn't, if you were just like, who? I love that <laughs> song. I love that song. Yeah. Even, there's no shame in my game, even to this day. Like I would do that for karaoke in a heartbeat.
0: I was actually singing that song in my head the other day. I was like, I wonder da, who else remembers this
1: da, song. it. Yeah. Yeah. Eric, oh, my God. See, I knew you were my best friend for a reason. <laughs> <laughs> just just that alone <laughs> sealed the deal for all eternity. I'm best glad. friends for life. Hey, Juliet Alimenti. <laughs>
0: <laughs> I'm glad. It's an so, honor.
1: All right. Next one up, Dream Street.
0: Oh, yeah, I remember them. Jesse McCartney was in that group.
1: Yes. Wow, Eric, good memory. I yep. don't
0: remember the name of the song, but I... Well, actually, I think there was a song by them called I Say Yeah. Yep. Yeah, there you go. I remember that song.
1: That's another person I grew up listening to, Jesse McCartney.
0: Yeah, man. Oh my God. That album, Beautiful Soul.
1: Beautiful Soul. That song still holds up to this day.
0: That whole album does. It's great.
1: All right. What about New Edition?
0: Mm, I didn't hear about them until later on in life. But yeah, I do remember them. Uh, Candy Girl. Right. Yep. Yep.
1: Eric. Oh, my God. You're doing so much better than I thought you would be doing. I'm very <laughs> proud of you right now.
0: I still remember when I saw that video for the first time. It was it was weird, but it was cool at the same time.
1: Let's see if we can keep this going. OK. LFO.
0: Mm, I did hear about them like maybe once or twice, but I don't have that many memories. They had
1: that one song that everybody knew. It's called Summer Girls.
0: I'm new kids well, on the block had a bunch well, of hits. Yes, I know them. Yep. <laughs> of course.
1: Chinese food makes me sick. <laughs> that's that's part of uh their song summer girls okay cool yes but yes new kids on the block that transition we'll just make right now you remember new kids on? i the remember block.
0: them i remember when they were mentioned at johnny bravo <laughs> it's pretty funny
1: eric savage garden
0: mm. i'm fuzzy on them
1: truly madly deeply do you remember that song i'll be your dream i'll be your wish i'll yeah. be your fantasy yeah, that was yeah. them that was them and i knew i loved you before i met you yeah that was them savage okay, cool. garden so you you're doing well you're still holding up b2k
0: oh yeah i've definitely heard of them i remember uh, seeing a commercial for a tour that they were doing at the time yep yeah i don't remember their songs but i do remember them and that commercial
1: oh marion of course of later course. came on <laughs> oh K- my god yep Omarion i remember, I remember with, him with icebox
0: but yeah i remember him
1: what about Hanson?
0: i i mm-hmm. found out about them mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah i found out about them later on in life but yeah they they actually, um, on on uh, Classic Nick, they occasionally play one of their videos at midnight. It's actually pretty funny.
1: O-Town.
0: I remember them, too. I don't remember their songs, but I remember them.
1: You remember O-Town? All or Nothing, Like that was my jam. That still is my jam. <laughs> <laughs> what about 98 Degrees? I heard of them as well. Nick Lachey? Yep, yep. yep.
0: I remember the first time I saw them, they actually played at uh, one of Michael Jackson's shows Rose's 30th anniversary. Oh my god, everybody was there. Destiny's Child was there, and The Sink was there, 98 Degrees was there. It was quite a concert.
1: And last but certainly not least, probably one of the most important on this list, Boys to Men. Of
0: course. I found out about them later. Fantastic group. Really good.
1: Are there any that I forgot to list that you can think of?
0: Well, I mean, we're talking strictly 90s,
1: right? 90s or 2000s? Early two thousands, preferably.
0: I, you know, I really can't remember any others except from those. I, I think those are like I'm trying to hit more, the main ones. Those are the most nostalgic ones, yeah.
1: Do you think that in recent times, it doesn't have to be right now, present day 2019, but in recent times within the past five to 10 years that there have been any boy bands to come remotely close or maybe not remotely close because that's like, uh, it's really hard to hold a candle to the legends of the back in the day, but maybe some that you personally have enjoyed that are some of the newer ones? of the generation after us
0: i would have to say the two that come to mind one direction and bts the south korean boy band i would have to say those two come to mind more than anyone because when they came on the scene they both really exploded you know bts is enjoying a lot of success right now they really impressed me when i saw them live for the first time because wow their dance moves insane you know because they're also acrobatic you know
1: I know this is very bold to say, but I have no problem saying it. I mean, you know that I, I have no problem saying a lot of bold statements, especially on this show. But for me, present day, with their fan base and with everything that they've been able to accomplish thus far in their career, they're this generation's Beatles.
0: Yeah, yeah, I would say so. Their I, fan I mean,
1: base I've... is unlike anything I've ever seen.
0: Yeah, I would I would definitely say so. And listen, to people who might be a little stung... By that, we're not saying they're this generation's Beatles musically.
1: No, no, of course not.
0: We're just saying that they're this generation's Beatles in terms of cultural impact.
1: I would never compare the two in that way, just in general. I think that they're both really great in their own regard, but I'm just saying as, as far as fan bases and just seeing the amount of success accomplished in such a short amount of time, I really strongly believe that.
0: Plus, you know, the, you know, their fashion sense, the almost identical haircuts, you know, that definitely does bring the Beatles to mind when you look at their aesthetic.
1: And of course, I agree with the ones that you said, of course, One Direction. Listen, when One Direction was still around before they went off and did their solo careers and split... I was a fan of One Direction. There's no shame in my game. I listened to a lot of One Direction songs and they're good, okay? They were good songs. So One Direction was a force to be reckoned with at the time. I think BTS right now is taking over the world. So yeah, there's that. And I also want to bring this up. I don't know if it would be considered a boy band, but I feel like it's in boy band territory enough. The Jonas Brothers. I mean, yeah, them
0: too. they're making Definitely. a
1: big comeback right now. And that was based off of their success back when you know we were teenagers growing up yeah that's, i remember right that's when they came out with their songs and uh really blew up and and now they're out touring and they have a new record out and they're all over the radio currently so i had to give them a shout out as well it wouldn't feel right if we wrap this episode and i didn't mention the jonas brothers because they're they're up there as well
0: yeah and it's amazing how much they've expanded you know now they don't just have Jonas Brothers under their belts now each of them are musicians in their own right and you know Nick is an actor now
1: yep you have Nick's solo career then you have uh Joe with DNCE which he had a lot of success with that as well and now they're back as a group and touring and they have their new record out like I said so they're doing very well for themselves
0: yeah man I mean you're right I would definitely include them in that category because they're they're kind of like in between they they have the characteristics of a boy band, but they take it a step further because, you know, they play instruments. And they're to, actual
1: brothers.
0: Yeah, that too. Family. <laughs>
1: And with that being said, there you have it, you guys. That is our episode today. We covered a lot today in the world of boy bands. Really fun one. I'm glad that we were able to go down memory lane. What a great excuse by going to the Backstreet Boys show for us to dive into the world of uh, boy bands and just our childhood in general, growing up in the 90s. What a time to be alive.
0: Yeah, seriously, man. Those were some of the coolest years of my life, and some of the coolest stuff happened then, and I'll never forget it. And this isn't just, you know, uh, confined to boy bands. As you know, there was so much that happened then that we still hold dear now. And yeah, you know, any any excuse we can have to go back there is always a good one. Oh
1: yeah, and you better believe that on this show we will definitely be touching upon that time period plenty of times over for future episodes so have no fear about that but right now it's time for us to flip it over to you guys we want to know what was your favorite boy band growing up did you listen to any of these that were mentioned in this episode what were your favorite songs favorite albums And did you get to see any of these boy bands live at the peak of their success, at the height of their career? Because that would be cool, even if you were younger at the time and you were just a little kid. But that would have been a cool experience. Unfortunately, I didn't. But maybe many of you have. And I would love to hear all of those stories. And guys, make sure you head over to www.musicmattersmedia.com. We want to hear all your feedback on this episode. And we want to hear from you. And don't forget to follow us on social media. We are on Twitter tumblr instagram and facebook at music matters media and stay tuned for our next episode